Let's begin. Welcome everyone. This is Recovery Dharma. My name is Julia. It is my pleasure to facilitate this practice today. I'd like to make sure all of you feel warmly welcomed to this practice. I want to reassure you that if you're new to Buddhism, that is amazing and fantastic. This is such a a gentle walk. This is such a gentle way. It is a curious path. May your exploration today reveal little corners of wonder, moments of beauty, and a whole lot of ease. To bring the body into a posture of ease and relaxation, I would encourage anybody who wants to lie down for the practice today to do so. Meditation, sitting upright, is one way to meditate. And honoring the body and recognizing that today holding that noble upright posture is not available to us is a a beautiful way of showing ourselves respect, honoring what the body needs. The work of recovery, the work of excavating our true selves that has been covered, buried under layers and layers of habit energy, not just substance use and misuse, but all the story that goes with it, all of the negative thinking, all of the self-loathing and self-sabotage, all the ways we've inhibited our magnificence, we're excavating that too. Sometimes we have to take a jackhammer to this endeavor Other times, what is required is the softest, finest brush. For our practice today, I'd simply like to bring you into a very simple image. It's springtime in the Pacific Northwest, early springtime, which means the buds are just beginning to unfurl. The casings protecting the tender new life are slowly falling away from branches on trees and shrubs. Crocuses have been waking up and like little spears shooting up from the ground and as soon as the sun shines, the crocuses open wide to receive the warmth of the sun's kiss 
93 million miles away. This is a fragile time and in the Pacific Northwest we can have very strange weather for April and May we can have devastating hailstorms, grapple storms, snowstorms, followed by 60 degree days. What's happening in the natural world is also happening to each of us. So taking that external metaphor and applying it to ourselves, Take note of anything coming alive in you, beginning to unfurl, that feels tender, a little fragile, maybe in need of a little extra attention and loving care. If you're a gardener and you are outside planting early seeds, spinach, peas, and you see the little tender sprouts breaking the surface of the soil, I guarantee you the reaction is the same, which is, oh, little tender seed, hooray, you made it. The magic and mystery of germination in the unseen realm, in the earth, and they know, their consciousness knows to rise toward the sun in the air element. It's amazing. And we do everything we can to protect that little seedling. Out where I live on my farm, we cover it if it's going to be a frost. We put fabric or plastic. We create little, a little greenhouse effect to make sure that the conditions for this brand new tender life is safe. Not once do I look at this seedling in its fragile state and think to say to it, you weak vulnerable, idiot seedling. What is the matter with you? Why can't you be stronger? Why can't you grow faster? But I sure as heck say that to myself. And I've been conditioned to treat my fragility and my vulnerability and those aspects of me that are weak and tender with a very aggressive, harsh tone. And the irony about this behavior is it doesn't help, and yet I still do it. I'm that conditioned. It is such a deep-seated habit energy. 
when I make a mistake and I'm really fragile having made that mistake and maybe I've made a mistake that's harmed someone and I feel bad about it. And in that vulnerable, tender place where I'm wanting to learn, I'm wanting to grow, I just hammer myself. The practice of forgiveness is to recognize the fragile state of an error and the, that fragile in-between place of when we acknowledge the mistake, acknowledge the error, recognize the unskillfulness, notice the motivation to learn and to grow and to change. And in that in-between stage, in-between place, ooh, it is tender. My habit energy is to harden and to armor, mostly because I've I've beaten myself up. But I am putting down that armor. It doesn't help. I'm putting down the weapons. It doesn't help. And instead, I'm going to talk to myself in a new way. Wow, Julia. That was regrettable. What you said, what you did... Yeeks. Let's spend some time in the warm sunshine looking at the conditions of that. I have no one else to blame but myself. No one else needs to own my error but me. And what am I going to do differently next time? How can I grow from this? How can I unfurl a little more and open to the wisdom of life always there, ready to teach me, show me, guide me? And how can I take that wisdom into the core of my being, root myself deeper, strengthen my core, my core knowing, repair as needed, keep going, and not make that mistake again. Grow, branch in a whole new way. Here's the mantra I tell myself regularly. Julia, darling, you have an extraordinary capacity to be unskillful. It's really rather amazing. And Julia, darling, 
you also have the capacity to learn, to mature, to change. That is equally amazing. Julia, the fun is going forward. The fun is going forward. Keep going. The practice, friends, is not about creating or curating the conditions that will never experience regret, will never make a mistake ever again. We are so spiritual and so saintly and so holy that we are floating above the earth and this messy human experience. That is not the goal. In fact, it's not even a reality. The reality is to stay anchored as a whole human being, recognizing your light and your shadow, understanding the conditions of both, maturing in their presence, and bringing that maturity, that growth forward because there's a motivation deep within us coming alive that says there is suffering in the world, the first noble truth. There is misery and confusion. I do not want to add to it. I want to grow and heal it. It begins with me. Hello, little sprout of growth. How can I take care of you today? Hello, little sprout of growth within me. How can I best take care of me today?
such a beautiful, gentle practice. Okay, friends, let's go ahead and end our practice with a dedication of merit. Remember, friends, we are here um, trying to gain access to that wise self, that deep, noble character that is such a full human being and a full spiritual being. And we're here for ourselves, of course. Of course we are. And there's a whole narrative that says, well, if you're here for yourself, that's so self-centered. Yes, it's true. What else is true? Um, I cannot be of service as a, as a wheel, as spokes going out into the world, if I am not centered in myself. So we are here to learn and grow and open to be of benefit outward where the waters are a little bit more tumultuous, the conditions are a little less predictable. We go out, we return. We go out, we return. Over and over and over again. That is the practice. So today we're going to end our practice with some words from Thich Nhat Hanh from his book, Your True Home. I just opened this up and, and um, this is his teaching on the game of hide and seek. Oops, hang on, I'll find it. And to get my glasses, the game of hide and seek. Have you ever played with a kaleidoscope? Just a small movement is enough to make something miraculous appear. A tableau of colors and forms is presented to you, a manifestation. You keep this in view for a few seconds, then you turn the kaleidoscope and another manifestation appears. Should we cry every time one of these manifestations comes to an end? A flower manifests, then disappears, then manifests, then disappears thousands upon thousands of times. If you look deeply at things, you will see this reality. We manifest, then disappear. Our actions manifest, 
then disappear. Our forgiveness manifests, then disappears over and over in a game of hide and seek. Thank you so much for your beautiful practice, friends. We'll see you next time.